You are tuned into the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, your Rx for success in nutrition, mindset, and health to dispense the best version of you. The Fit Pharmacist is a movement in the profession of pharmacy. Here is your host for the show, Dr. Adam Martin. How does one take care of others if they cannot take care of themselves first? You guys have all heard this phrase before. You cannot pour from an empty cup. So being healthcare professionals, where our main goal is to serve others and lead them to better health, how do we do that? What better person to learn than a soon-to-be doctor currently in medical school? I'm very excited to introduce you guys to a fellow friend and colleague of mine, soon-to-be Dr. Paige Johnson. Paige is currently an osteopathic medical student at A.T. Still University in Kirksville, Missouri. Before starting medical school, Paige earned her undergraduate degree from Washington University in St. Louis in healthcare with a dual concentration in healthcare sciences and management, as well as a certification in nutrition. In addition to working towards her degree, she also worked for three years as an EMT basic in St. Louis while taking classes at WSTL. Working on the ambulances gave her a unique insight to the challenges people face with their health. It was during this time on the ambulances that solidified her resolve to help people find the best way to be healthy. In addition, Paige herself has a powerful why behind the passion that drives her, as she has always struggled with being overweight from middle school to college and grew tired of the fad diets and results that would not last. After starting work as an EMT, she quickly realized that sustainable lifestyle changes needed to happen so she could maintain her own health to be able to serve her patients better. Paige has dedicated her life to helping healthcare providers and patients alike create healthy lifestyles that fit within each individual's own goals and life. Her focus in optimizing a healthy life reigns in on her expertise in shift work, balancing a busy schedule, and eating healthy while on a budget in regards to nutrition. If you are a pharmacy student, medical resident, or anyone in healthcare listening to this podcast, you are in for a real treat, and it won't even cost you any calories. Fit Farm fam, please welcome to the Fit Pharmacist Healthcare Podcast, Dr. Paige Johnson. Hey guys, um, student doctor, legally... I have to say student doctor. I got another couple of years under my belt, but thank you for having me on here. Oh, it's, it's a pleasure, but you're a doctor in my book because it's <laughs> just so well-versed in all things nutrition, health, wellness, and you do it all with a smile, which I think is so rare, unfortunately, nowadays in healthcare. It, it's sad, but true. I mean, I always smile when I'm doing some of the toughest classes because quite frankly, you're doing it. Like I am very blessed to have that opportunity to learn all this information. And I mean, you can either go through life thinking of it as a struggle and a chore, or you could just smile and say, Hey, I get to live. Exactly. Why walk when you can do a dance? That's what I say. Yeah. I was actually dancing today in the clinic. It was, it was great. Always dance. I was dancing in club pharmacy because it's Torquet Tuesday. So we had to celebrate, right? Wait, okay, that's fair. I'm, I might need to see a video of this. It could be funny. Oh, hip, HIPAA, sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I, I'm saved by HIPAA so many times. <laughs> that's, that's completely fair. 
So, Paige, when I introduced you, I touched briefly on your history and current studies as a medical student. But tell us this, uh, looking at where you are now and where you started in your journey, was there a moment in your life that you can pinpoint as to, say, an inflection point that launched you on a trajectory toward what you're doing now? Or was it more so over time as you worked in healthcare as a student and beyond? Well, it was a bit of both, which is a long and short answer. Basically, what because I always struggled with my weight as a child and as a teenager and throughout college, uh, I always read the quick fixes, looked at the diet pills, and you know tried the newest quick drop twenty pounds in two weeks. Horrible trends, and I've tried all of those. I've tried them. I guarantee you. And what I learned is that all of these quick fixes mimicked what we were kind of selling in healthcare that doctors had tended a tendency to just give patients medications because we didn't have time to coach them through nutrition. We didn't have the background or whatnot. And so I literally went on a rant for, I was 18 and I was ranting about how we're just looking for quick fixes and we aren't willing to like set up a healthy lifestyle. And that's kind of how I got introduced to osteopathy and just this all-encompassing approach to health and wellness that includes not only the mindset and your spirituality, but your nutrition, your lifestyle. And it kind of just launched me into this exploration. Mm, wow. I, so you got up on the soapbox just based on your, your experience, really. Yeah. And because we've all been there, we've all walked into a doctor's office and they tell us, okay, go, go eat healthier or go do, go get exercise, but don't give us specifics. And then we're left holding, you know, our hands up like, well, what, how do I do that? And that's the question I kept asking. And so I said, okay, I'll find it out myself and help tell other people. So not just identifying the problem or bringing awareness, but really being a guide and helping lead them to how the how of, you know, getting to what their goal is. Because a lot of times I find um, patients are, are aware, they know, but all they have is their starting point where they are right now. So let's say newly diagnosed diabetes type 2. And yep. the end point, the doctor says, control your blood sugar. Well, how? Like that's, that's like starting at the mountain at the base and only seeing the top and right. seeing how that distance. But instead, really laying out a path to guide them in a stepwise fashion that is attainable so that it breaks that down kind of like chunking so that they can at least get some momentum, see some early results and success that'll propel them towards something they can stick to. Um, and, and like your passion about sustainable. Yes. That's uh, the biggest buzzword you're going to hear is, you know, people can go on these crash diets and that's great, but well, it's actually terrible, but it, you know, they'll drop 20 pounds and then, in two months, they'll put that plus on. And it's just this vicious cycle that we take things to extremes because we want instant results or we just don't know how to have that consistency because we're not taught it. I don't know about you, but my high school education in nutrition consisted of the semi-new pyramid scheme at the time, but it it really didn't teach me how to eat for my specific goals and body type. It just said, eat X amount of servings of this and that and told me what a calorie was. Yeah. 
So absolutely. Um, and yeah, my high school nutrition, I mean, we had a cafeteria. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on the cafeteria options in high schools, but well, we're actually, we're going to get to the cafeteria options for hospital workers. Yes. In just a minute. Um, but for the listeners who aren't familiar with your field, can you just give us a brief insight into what an osteopath is, how that differs from, say, a medical doctor or physician, um, or that, that the practice of osteopathy? Is it osteopathy? Did I say that right? Osteopathy. It took me a long time to figure it out. Don't worry. Osteopathy. Okay, there we go. There you go. So, yeah, everybody's learning, and I'm constantly learning how to pronounce words, so it's fine. Um, so osteopathy uh, is another form of medicine and it aligns with what MDs are. So there's an MD, which is what everyone thinks of when they think of a physician. And then there's a DO. We are fully licensed physicians, same scope of practice. And in addition to what the allopaths or the MDs are taught, we learn something called osteopathic manual medicine. So we learn how to manipulate the body to restore the big word homeostasis and really work on how do we guide the body to heal itself. And a lot of people, we equate it to a similar practice to chiropractic. Um, So you can't get that pop flick. You know, we can pop backs, we can pop necks. Um, Drop it. Yeah, pop, lock, and drop it. I mean, sometimes in the old mem lab, you got to keep it entertaining. Oh, yeah. So, um, but in addition to that traditional pop and crack, you also have more gentle techniques, um, something called bal- balance ligamentous technique, where we literally hold the body in a position where everything is relaxed so that the body can restore where the natural motion of the ligaments and the bones and even the organs can just the body can take over and heal itself because our bodies are so complex and it's kind of we're made to heal ourselves so why not allow our bodies to do what it was made for wow that's really interesting and phenomenal um not something that we learn much about in in pharmacy school coming from that perspective but Mm -hmm. that's definitely true i mean just if whatever healthcare profession you, you, the listener, are, I'm sure you've picked up the fact just looking at how amazing and intricate our bodies are down to the very cellular level. Um, so being organized like Paige is talking about to restore itself um, and allowing us to guide that through nutrition um, is really essential. And uh, I picked up another pun. I know you're a pun fan. I don't yeah. know if you even knew this, so this might blow your mind. Okay. Being that you talked about the balanced ligamentous technique, and you're into nutrition. Did you know that that you're studying the BLT? Oh yes, it's quite delicious. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as they said BLTs in class, I was like, bacon. <laughs> yes, yes, but I'm just trying to dovetail it to where we're going next. Um, being that that is your passion with nutrition, that you've seen such the impact it can have in your own life and in other patients that you've. Um, served in your practice. Um, mm-hmm. Looking at what you do and how you help people, um, your main goal in helping those you serve really focuses on the unique challenges that face hospital workers and students, be they mm-hmm. in pharmacy, nursing, medical school, PA school, dental school. And while all of us might be in different sectors of healthcare, 
we all can relate to challenges that make healthy eating or just living in general, uh, let's just say, less than ideal. Right. Um, and, and for me, myself, as a healthcare practitioner, um, I've heard a lot of challenges from the different professions. Um, and I think I can categorize the most common things I've heard really into three main areas. The first one being just having time for eating. Um, us as pharmacists, unless you are in La La Land or some special thing, we do not get lunch breaks. Mm -hmm. um, I worked uh, when I first started at the hours of change now because they realize it's a liability, but I'd be working 14-hour shifts with no break back to back to back. Um, no lunch break. You just had to kind of fit it in, literally. So like it was liquid meals and this and that. Mm -hmm. so that's the first thing is just having time for eating. Nurses, if you're listening, you guys are shaking your head, probably rubbernecking so hard that you've got some, <laughs> you need a DO to help you out. We can help you out. Yes. Uh, the second one being, you know, access, money. So budget-friendly meals, especially if you're a student, a resident, fellow, or even a new grad facing those six-figure debt for school loans. Um, so those are the first two. And the third really hones into those who work in the hospital environment because you do get lunch breaks, but where do you go? The cafeteria, which we hinted at earlier. So looking at how to navigate cafeteria food to optimize health or choose, I guess you could say, the lesser of the evils. So which foods to avoid and really are there even any healthy options to pick from to begin with? So mm -hmm. those are, are what I would say the top three most common obstacles to living a consistently healthy life. Number one, time for eating. Number two, budget-friendly meals, so cost-effectiveness. And number three, how to navigate cafeteria food. Right, right. And it's, as a shift worker myself, and both currently, um, long story short, I am TAing between my, third, my second and third year. Um, but as a shift worker during when I was in the EMT, we our lunch breaks were between calls. You know, we could drop off a patient and be running out the door. So that's my specialty is how do you find those little two minutes, which when you need to either pee or eat, those are your choices. <laughs> and quite frankly, one one can wait, one can't. You know, how do you how do we work with that? And it varies from profession to profession, but that's definitely what I love to do is find each person and work with them and see where we can fill in nutrition, where we can fit in their fitness when they're just freaking exhausted after a 14 hour shift and bills are coming in because those loans are coming due. And that's just, that's what I love to do is work with each individual. Yes, absolutely. Um, so just looking at what you do, being a student and all of the things that you're, you're always looking to learn, you're always looking to improve, uh, serve your patients, help your clients, work out, all that stuff. Talking about time for eating, how do you have time to sleep? <laughs> sleep is a very regimented thing. And so one of the things I learned in undergrad, uh, because I did have that management background when I was taught, we were always talking about alignment of incentives, aligning your life into what you wanted and that's kind of I've taken that and that's kind of what I use with my clients is how do we take what their goals and their priorities are and align them with their life not so that 
you're losing what you love, but so that it can all fit together. Watch, watch. Um, so having time, that's one big thing. But then big. let's let's say you you are looking to get healthier, and this is something I hear all the time, even when I was in school. Well, I can't afford it. It's too expensive. Right. Eating healthier costs too much. Can you touch on that and ways you've helped people overcome that perceived barrier? So that is definitely a big thing, especially when I live in a rural area where to get the nice organic foods, sometimes it is more expensive because you have to drive it in from two hours away. And so what I say is start asking questions and start asking around make connections um coming from a, a farming area it you'd be shocked what deals you can get in your own area because you're able to network and commune with farmers and just start asking for making deals can if you have a big family that's really hard to feed especially when you're shift working you're exhausted and you have to feed another five mouths so working with different communities and different people in your community to find those deals and do exchanges instead of maybe doing monetary exchanges do if you make something or have some trade you can do trades like that um a lot of times i'm a couponer oh yeah as a student like you have to coupon and i there are some people who take it to the extreme, which I mean, kudos to them. I wish I had the patience to do that. But planning your life around what's available can help and just taking in that initial assessment of saying, okay, who's around me? What, what deals can I get? A lot of times shift workers, if you work in a hospital or as an EMT, we used to get discount at the cafeteria. So I would eat there because I'd get 50% off or $5 or something. And it all adds up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, are there any, so you talked about couponing and deals. Are there any practical tips that people listening can use um, to start saving money on healthier foods? Uh, are there any like apps that you use for like digital or websites where a good place to find coupons um, or strategies you found um, for, you know, when stores have sales or, or anything in that nature? Mm -hmm. I definitely first thing I always do is download all the local store apps because that's where they'll post all their all the sales instantly. I always look for stores that have loyalty cards um, that regularly have sales or sometimes you can even arrange it with some of the employees that if it's close to expiration, they can give you a deal on that depending on how big your community is or what connections you can make. Um, but a lot of the times it's just taking that digital aspect because we live in a very digital world and seeing what those companies are putting out there. So I know Aldi's always has an app. They always have some kind of sale going on. And a lot of times I personally will plan my meals around the sales of the week. That's an interesting strategy for sure. Definitely bring your quarter when you go to all these there. Oh, that is one thing I made the mistake at first. If you forget it, you're just SOL. <laughs> I so. see, yeah, when I go there, I always see people like begging for quarters. I'm like, you just roll up in a Mercedes. I don't understand. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, okay. You need it for the cart. <laughs> yeah. You're like, why a quarter? 
Yeah. So always remember your bags. Always remember your quarter. Good tips. Good tips. Good tips. Um, so looking at those three areas, they're, they're just three of many perceived barriers that people come, think of or, or come, come up against when they're trying to live healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I see is people tend to get really overwhelmed. They first start looking at nutrition, what we touched on here, but then they start thinking about exercise and structuring their day and planning. And it's like analysis paralysis. Oh, yeah. Look at all the different aspects they think will dictate their, quote, perfect or healthy life. And they just get overwhelmed and it leads to inaction. So I know that you have a really slick mnemonic um, for how to approach those things. Can you share that with the listeners? Because I think it's really going to be a valuable tip that will help them regardless of what their goals are because it can really apply to not just healthy living but really any goal that you're looking to achieve. Yeah, of course. So I'm very, uh, like I said, alignment of incentives. It's a big kind of uh, buzzword in management, but align is just how – osteopaths how people really need to approach things and I personally feel like aligning everything in your life sets you on the path for excellence and so that is the word I wish I could have some pop up that says align I should I should have made flashcards to like hold up <laughs> no uh, I'll bring back memories of Ocam. <laughs> I'm just saying oh wait but so of course align a is for assess you need to assess your goals and your priorities. A lot of the times we say, okay, we need, I need to exercise five times a week. I need to eat only vegetables and protein. And you just set all these like really giant goals. Yes, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're, I'm great for all goals and people forget about what's really important to them. They don't, rem- they think, okay, well, if I have these priorities of exercising all the time, and eating correctly, then I'm going to miss out on my family time, or I can't go out to lunch with my family, or I can't eat with my kids because I don't eat what they eat, or I just can't eat what I'm obviously very passionate about nutrition and specifics, but making sure you assess that your goals and your priorities line up. Yes. It's a very big topic, mm-hmm. and it can vary because a lot of times people want to prioritize it, this giant goal of say drop 20 pounds and they also want to prioritize drinking with their friends both are good goals like you can spend time with your friends and enjoy their company and you can drop the 20 pounds it's about finding what that balance is between your two different priorities and goals okay. so and moving from a to l we have look for your barriers a lot of people say don't Don't look for problems when they're not there. I say look for what could happen so that you can plan for it. So that when it does happen, you know what to do. I think that's a really good point. Um, Let's relate it to driving real quick. So (laughs) driving with your eyes closed. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. Or, oh, there's a nail up ahead. That could puncture my tire. What corrective action will I take to avoid it? Right. And so it's not a matter of being a pessimist saying what could go wrong. It's a matter of saying, okay, what could challenge me and how do I overcome this challenge? It's a paradigm shift that you have to start incorporating into your life. 
Brilliant. So yeah, it's one of the key things that I do with medical school in general is, okay, I can't memorize this drug. You understand this. So how do I remember this drug or know what the pitfalls of using something are? Right. So right. more of like a uh, awareness technique of knowing where your shortfalls are so that you know that that requires a different approach or alternative way to address it. Exactly. Exactly. So it's very important. So you have assess your goals and priorities and you're looking for the barriers that you can overcome with your planning. Moving from A to L to I, we have investigate and get curious, which is something that our good friend Corey, Dr. Corey Probst, loves to talk about. And investigate what's available. Like what we were talking about is ask questions, ask for connections and make that um, really, I, I challenge people to make it fun to try to find the deals the, or, and to use the different things that they find on sale, be it, you know, a whole bunch of rice or beans or vegetables or whatever you have found on sale to get crafty with it and investigate or at the cafeterias, especially I tell people just take a lap, see what's there. Like when you actually have time, maybe on your, your day off. Oh, I see what you did there. Take a lap. So while you're looking for healthier foods, you're getting your steps in. So you're working out while you're shopping. I love it. I'm just saying. And <laughs> it's, it's a twofer. Love it. That's but yeah, so, you know, I investigate what's available. And a lot of times um, what people don't know is that through their insurance, Sometimes they offer nutrition coverage or a couple appointments with a registered dietitian or gym memberships or discounts for healthy um, blood levels. It's out there as long as you just start investigating and getting curious. So I know our providers or our, the company or the school that I work for, our employees get 30 minutes three times a week to go exercise. It's so cool. So highly encourage people to start asking questions and you'll be surprised at the answers you'll find. So A to L to I to G. And this one is super important. It's gather your tribe. Uh, yes. Research has shown that surrounding yourself with like-minded individuals is paramount to creating an actual lifestyle change be it some people they did a study with smokers and the more people who smoked around you the less likely you were to quit smoking and vice versa yes so creating and gathering that tribe be it through social media we have a giant community at the diet doc community that's just so loving and supportive oh it's amazing to be a part of and especially in your own work, people who can relate to you. And a lot of times you'd be surprised that your coworkers have the same goals as you because yes. we're all exhausted and trying to be healthy. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's really cool because it's like a merging of interprofessional communication within mm -hmm. the healthcare sector. Um, that's how I met Paige is she is in the diet doc as a fellow clinician. Um, mm -hmm. And we just hit off because we have very similar goals. We have very similar beliefs of wanting to help people get healthy um, not being an extremist of, you know, no drugs or all drugs, but seeing a balance of um, how to control the controllables through your lifestyle, be that nutrition, exercise, and of course, the mindset piece. So yes. I can definitely uh, double tap or like or 
share <laughs> to gather your tribe because that for sure is a huge impact on consistency and, and the mindset that you feel in your endeavors of what you're doing. Definitely. And it's incredible what you can do, even with the buddy. Yes. So highly encourage. Just find one person or just make an entire like floor wide for all you nurses out there. Make a floor wide challenge for who many who can get the most steps in. I feel like that could be interesting. Cause you guys walk all the time. Oh yeah. So, of their step count. It's quite high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you look at nurses, like just saying. Um, and so we have A, L, I, G. I have to make sure I'm spelling this right. And the last one is N. And that's just now. A lot of times we wait for Monday, the new, the first of the month, the first of the year. It doesn't matter when you start, just do it. And a lot of times it, people think it has to be this giant change. Like, okay, no more ice cream, no more alcohol, no more none of this and that. And it really starts with just making simple changes. Yes, I agree. Um, I call them simple solutions where you just take the perceived barriers of, I guess you could call it, if we want to get super nerdy, really bring down the activation energy, um, mm -hmm. the rate the rate limiting step that gets you started to get that momentum. Because all you have to do is feel those little wins and that'll set you up in a mindset of, I can do this because I just did that. And I just did that. I wonder what else I can do. And it just catapults you towards wanting to grow, wanting to see how far you can take that progress. Exactly. So why wait to win? Yeah. Why? Why? Like, yeah. yeah. Go yes. do it. It's awesome. And so, it, and like I said, it doesn't have to be some giant, I just ran a marathon. It has to be, I won this, this task, this goal, this small thing, and it just builds. So just go do it now. Exactly. The, you got to get the momentum started. So why not start now? Coming back, we started with a famous quote. So we will end with one. The journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. And why wait until later when you can just put one foot in front of the other? Exactly. And what better way to do that than align your life for success using the tips that we shared here in this podcast with Paige uh, going over not only nutrition, but how to position yourself, or should we say, align your life for success.